0: watching division.
1: He's watching WandaVision. Uh,
0: Vision, a.k.a. Lil Uzi Vert. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, dude is nuts. Dude,
2: <laughs> I don't... How, how did he... Did, like, is that like literally... There's like a bar in
0: his... his there's a, no, there's like a bar in his head. It's that, skull. like It's a catch that's attached to.
1: It's attached pretty hard. They probably drilled like some hardcore hardware into his skull.
3: You put a diamond in his skull, right?
1: 24 million. Yeah. It, I bet Why you he you?
3: gets
0: robbed very soon.
3: But these guys don't have $24 million. That's why I, I don't think the whole thing is real. What do you mean? They Did don't they have hopes? $24 million. You be these rappers? Be, you be surprised. The dime is worth it. No, you million. You'd be
0: surprised. What? You'd be surprised how much money these guys got. How is that thing on his forehead, though? That's my question. It's, impl- like, it's an implant.
3: All you got to do is look at vision, bro.
2: That's where he got it from. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Well, I know that he got it from there, but
3: <laughs> now we're gonna be here a long time before we even start the show. He
0: posted about it on his Instagram, and then there's he posted a picture of Vision too with it. So it's like word
3: he did. <laughs> yeah. Oh damn. What's
0: what's his name again on
2: Instagram? Lil what? Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah, I found him.
3: He's weird, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's really weird. Maybe it's just a PR stunt. It doesn't show. It doesn't show him without the thing. I wanted to see him without the thing. You mean a before
0: and after picture? You just want to see a naked uh, forehead? Just look at like pictures of him from last week,
2: bro. <laughs> I just want to see like what it looks like when he takes it off. Like, does he have a hole oh, when He, he can't off. take it off. Isn't it like no, permanently It's an implant. Sealed?
3: It's, an implant. Yeah, it's an implant, bro. You're not gonna like, take it It's off. not coming
0: off. Drilled bro. into his skull with a screw. Pretty much, yeah. Welcome to the boss room. My name is Alex Kaz. Tonight we're joined by my co-host, Shamster. Boom. And we're joined by Imamu. All day. All night. Finally, we're joined by Omi. Oh my. All right, let's just do it. Hype block.
2: Hype block. Hype, hype
1: block, block.
0: So, there's a lot of news this week and... We're going to talk about some of it and, you know, get into it. But the big news, in my opinion, are the Q4 reports for Sony and Nintendo. Uh, There are other ones that we will probably briefly mention as well. But basically, Nintendo is killing it still. And they basically have sold 80 million units of the Switch already. That's insane. I'm going to go over their top 10 uh, selling games so number one is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with 33.41 million units. Number two is Animal Crossing with 31.18. To me, that's a surprise. That's a surprise to me. Animal Crossing, really? Yeah. I'm surprised Animal Crossing is not number one with the way that it's been selling since it came out. Yeah, but I I, I would have thought that there would have been like a, another
2: Mario game that's number two before Animal Crossing. But yeah, I mean, Animal Crossing is quite popular. I just
0: didn't think that it would sell over 30
2: million copies
0: yeah that's crazy so uh so number three is super smash bros ultimate with 22.85 million number four is legend of zelda breath of the wild with 21.45 million now one interesting thing about this is a zelda game really in the first time ever has outsold like a mainline mario game because the next one down on the list is pokemon sword and shield at 20.35 million and the one after that is mario odyssey at 20.23 million so they're both over 20 million and around the same but it's crazy that they that the switch has six games above 20 million in sales since it came out the, the other interesting
2: factor is that they, um, and we actually spoke about this um, before we started recording, so, um, they they actually had a bundle that included Super Mario Odyssey, so I would have thought that because that game was kind of bundled with a Switch, it might have sold more copies, but not the case.
0: I mean, it's still really great sales, so, uh, but yeah, it is interesting that a Zelda and all these other games are selling more than the mainline Mario game, but right. The fact that Mario Kart 8 has sold 33 million copies, it's the number one selling Mario Kart game of all time, and it's a port. (laughs) Right. That also was bundled in with a,
2: a, came in 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 a Switch bundle. So I would have thought that Mario Odyssey would have been like third or fourth um, instead of sitting at number six on the
1: list. This is all versions, right? Physical and, and digital?
0: Yeah, so number seven would be Super Mario Party at 13.82 million. Number eight is Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee at 13 million. Number nine is Splatoon 2 at 11.9 million. And number 10 is New Super Mario Bros U Deluxe at 9.82 million. So essentially they have 10 games with 10 million sales each for the most part. Yeah,
1: it's Nintendo. They're they're the best. If if I had to pick two surprises on this list, Mine would actually be 9 and 10. Splatoon 2, I thought would be a little higher. But but then if you if you think about it, look at the lineup. I mean, maybe it wouldn't be higher because there's a lot of good stuff on there. And number 10, New Super Mario Bros. U. did expect to see that. That's not one of the most popular ones, I'd say. But it's still a great game. Um, I mean, I could see it as number 10. But I didn't expect to see it on the list. I don't know what else would replace it. I wonder where things like Paper Mario are.
0: Yeah, so so on the Gamatsu article that I shared uh, on the outline, there are some other stats there. So Luigi's Mansion sold 9.13 million. Ring Fit Adventures sold 8.68 million. Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which just came out in September of last year, sold
3: 8.32 million copies. So... That's insane. That's crazy. I just have to give it up to Nintendo for creating... Their own in-house IPs that are selling out third-party IPs, which is kind of insane that they have such an amazing streak with their own guys. It just shows how in tune they are with their customers and what they want and the fun factor aspects of just what games should be. And I think a lot of people should just take heed to exactly what Nintendo's been doing for all these years. They are amazing when it comes to this thing. I don't think anyone is going to overtake Nintendo in sales, that is, um, for a long time. And they're showing, like, you don't need to really spend that much money in order to really give you a a great quality uh, console and gaming. But um, one thing that Nintendo really needs to focus on is a lot of their online gaming. But I am pleased to hear that they are working to revamp that, which is a good thing yeah, because
0: they because their last system actually was checking to see if uh, windows ninety eight was running. Yeah,
3: that's what I heard <laughs> that,
1: my... that actually doesn't surprise me because what they do is they want to make sure that everything's accessible to as many people as possible. Like that's their whole business model. That's why they don't come out with like the highest specs and things like that. So they use technology that's been around for a while and then they utilize that. So I mean, it that does go way back. But I don't that was just in the code though. I don't think they actually ran the check, did they? Oh, no. As long as I get rid of the the friend codes, I'm good because I can't stand (laughs) that.
3: Exactly. That's an archaic system. It just doesn't make any sense. That was archaic 10
1: years ago or whenever they started it.
3: Oh, definitely.
1: It's like a phone number. You got to give someone your phone number. You got to write it out on a piece of paper and hand it to them. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) At least in my opinion, I think that Nintendo is just basically the best developer and publisher of games because look at all these sales of these games and they're all. So much fun to play, and so accessible, and you know, in my opinion, that's what makes them so great. Without their amazing games, they would not be a great company as much.
1: And they're willing to take risks, like they did with Laba. Um, I so like it's like Mario Kart Live. Is that going to stand the test of time? Maybe, maybe not. It's on this list for selling a lot of copies, but uh, on the second list. But they're still willing to take risks and try to do things like Ring Fit Adventure. That sold almost nine million copies. So my favorite uh, stat
0: from the whole Nintendo investor meeting was the fact that the Switch Lite has essentially outsold the Wii U already just on its own. Yes. It's a little bit lower than the Wii U, but since these are the sales until December 31st, 2020, it's probably already outsold it by this point.
3: And I'm sure Nintendo is very happy about that. That's kind of like a great way of keeping that in the past and not bringing it to the future. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> one thing they did with the uh, Switch Lite, one of the reasons I think it sold so well is because a lot of people have multiple Switch Lites in their home because they're perfect just to kind of give the kids... It basically replaced the 3DS. So that doesn't really surprise me either because you have you at least have almost, I don't know, about 1.5 maybe sales per in some cases household versus some of the ones that maybe all the Wii U households only had one. Yeah. I'm sure it plays in somehow.
3: Nintendo has a great way of um of keeping the console price low enough that families jump in and, and and just purchase it without really thinking very much. And um and then once you're into that ecosystem, then you end up buying a whole bunch of games quite easily. Where when it comes to an Xbox or a PS5 you really have to think about purchasing it because it's such a uh, an expensive system to jump in. Unlike Nintendo, is quite easy. So I'm not surprised. For, initially, uh, I, they initially, never. The price, though, it's a lot easier to swallow than um, to tell your parents, "Hey, can you get me a Nintendo for Christmas?" And the parents can easily do exactly. that. But when it comes to a PS5, you're yeah. you're probably like, uh.
1: That's what I was talking about. It's one of the things they do. They 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 don't go for the highest specs. They go for things that are the most accessible and affordable by the most you know as many people as possible. And that's one of the reasons that they sell so many. Essentially, they keep the price down, but they never drop the price. But they find wow. a good spot and they keep it there. And then they start bundling things in with it. Usually, digital games nowadays. They did that a lot with the uh, 2ds and 3ds.
3: And I think it was very smart of Nintendo to learn from Sony's Vita and not put like a proprietary memory card on this system. I think if they nope. did that it would probably bring set some people back and say hey, hold on, we've been here before.
1: You know what they did instead? They slapped a little toad on one of the memory cards and doubled the price. I think that's what they do for some of them to make their money
3: instead of having proprietary. But it's not it's not mandatory.
1: No, I know. It's just it's a clever way to do it. And going back to the Switch Lite specifically, one of the reasons that it's it's doing so well also is because it's we got we got to remember that it's portable. You can take it wherever you want. You right. you could right. shut a lot of kids up in the backseat of your car by handing them a switch light for hours. Totally. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, that, is, that
3: is that is so good. Yep.
1: So you could have you could buy one or two of them for the car rides. They can you can keep them quiet at home. Um if you need to, although they should be playing educational games only. Of course. But also, and then the lot, adults can buy it too. <laughs> and it's a good supplement, it doesn't take place of an Xbox or a PlayStation. So you could always get one of those, and you're still going to want to get a Switch.
3: That's why Nintendo decided not to be a competitor to either Xbox or PS5.
1: Yeah, which was also a smart move.
3: Very smart.
1: <laughs> which has they... been a long-term strategy.
0: They're not dependent on third parties, and I mean, since the Switch is successful, third parties want to be a part of it, but there's also that other side where, if since they're not dependent on third parties at all, you know... The other side could happen where the Wii U and they lose a lot of third-party support. So it, there is the, you know, give and take with that. Yeah, I see where you go. going.
1: I was just looking at an alert I got for uh, an eBay listing. It's not ALF. I was checking to see if it was <laughs> ALF.
0: Okay, well, Sony had their Q4 numbers as well, and... Let's uh, let's see. So PlayStation 5 sold 4.5 million units worldwide. So that just basically means that, I'm sorry, it shipped 4.5 million units worldwide, which means it sold 4.5 million units worldwide. And the PS4 is now up to 115 million units sold, which is super impressive.
1: When you uh, said it and kind of laughed, it actually reminded me, these numbers can kind of be fudged in different ways. I don't know if Nintendo has any kind of reason to do that. Cause again, they're not really competing directly with PlayStation or Xbox, but um, it's interesting to take that into account, especially with PlayStation, because they are in more of a direct competition with Xbox. So I don't know what strategy they would have, but they could adjust the numbers based on different things. Like you said, was it is it counting all the shipped items or the, all the ones that were bought at retail and things like that? So either way, it's a lot. They sold a lot, and they're going to sell a lot more.
0: Well, they did say that they're forecasting seven point six million by March
3: thirty first. Yep. currently right now, um, we do have a delay in shipment and and how fast they could produce those machines, primarily because of the COVID. And um, I think they're having what is it the Is it the GPU or the CPU manufacturing process that's slow? I forget which one. I think it's a GPU,
1: isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's the GPU, yeah.
3: Right. And Nintendo, I mean, um, Xbox and the PlayStation, they're both using the same exact GPU, which is also slowing things down. Once they hit the real production, um, I'm pretty sure that those numbers are going to skyrocket. They're going to surpass... 2020s. Um 2021 is gonna surpass 2020. Uh no doubt about it. Um, so I can't really put those it's like apples and oranges right now, where one didn't have a full-on delay and one does. Um so those numbers are I'll wait until 2021 if there aren't any manufacturing delays, and then we can really see those real numbers like a head to head and see how well the PlayStation is doing or the Xbox.
0: Yeah, I mean, Microsoft didn't even really announce numbers. They just really, I think it announced how many subscriptions they have. Mm -hmm. Sony also announced how many subscriptions they have as well. And it is... Uh,
2: 47.4 million PlayStation Plus
0: subscribers. Yeah, we have three of
3: them here.
1: All from CD Keys, shout out. Shout out.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Send us some keys. Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) Yeah, forty seven point four million. That's that's a lot. And all those people, we're still waiting. I can't go online and then see one available. So that's a good and bad thing. And um and I don't know. I'm I'm actually surprised that the Xbox is selling out as quickly as they are, to be honest. I think I think the uh the delay is making them look good. Um, because I think head to head, if You had a hundred million PlayStation and a hundred million Xbox. I don't, I think the PlayStation will outsell quicker than the Xbox.
2: I I agree
3: with
2: that. I, I agree with you.
0: PlayStation brand is very strong in America. Even an example of that is Microsoft. They announced a whole like game announcement thing. And that got a lot of, you know, retweets and Sony, just posted the logo for the PS5, and that got like five times as many likes <laughs> as ah. the like Microsoft whole game show did. So, you know, yeah. oh. Sony brand is very strong in America. But um that being said, you know, both, you know, neither consoles right now are really available, and they're just both selling out as quickly as possible. And I almost think that's why Sony isn't really rushing to release a lot of exclusive games right now because i think they're just trying to wait to get a lot more units out in people's hands so they can at least sell a lot more copies of the games that they're releasing but
3: if if not also the developers are probably delaying it too cyberpunk
0: effect i think a lot of games are going to get delayed because of that
3: boss featured topic BFT.
0: So tonight's BFT is the importance of console exclusives. And is it anti-consumer to be to make console exclusives? Now, obviously, we were just talking about some of the sales numbers of Sony and Nintendo, and both of those companies really depend on console exclusives. But companies like Microsoft are actually being very consumer-friendly, and Imamu can attest to you know, their practices by having the PC and basically not having console exclusives with the Xbox. So he gets access to all of those, and it's something that he really enjoys. So, you know, what's the general consensus on console exclusives and um, whether or not it's an anti-consumer thing?
1: Whenever whenever I think about it, anti-consumer, it's like I don't even really care because my some of my favorite games of all time are exclusives. So I don't care how they do it, as long as they're good games. But if you rattle them off, if you think about it, like for the PS4, like God of War, um, even Detroit Become Human, I love that game. Uh, Nintendo, obviously, those are all first party, and those are all exclusive. Detroit Become
0: Human came out on PC, though, so that wasn't, or was it a console exclusive? Well, Well, it was a console. That's kind of where the lines lines get blurred. Yeah. Yeah, the
1: whole PC thing, which, since I hate PCs... I'm a Mac guy. (laughs) Shout out to Apple. Um, So I don't really, I don't even pay attention. I don't even pay attention to that nonsense.
3: To be honest, I'm sorry. I just need to interject. Um, I consider PC and console two different territories. Because just because it it comes out on a console alongside a PC, it's still to me a console exclusive because it's, it's consoles compete with other consoles. And so I don't really consider PCs a console. It's, I agree with that. It's kind of like a separate thing. So,
1: and that's kind of what I mean, too, when I say I, don't, I was kind of joking about the PCs, even though I don't like, like them that much. Um, but yeah, I'm with you because it's, I don't think about them too often because it's not really what I'm thinking about when I'm talking about a console game. Although if right. I had both and I was fully set up and I was just all, all in on both, then it would be a different story when when you think of exclusives at least for me personally i think of ex- super exclusives like super mario um and things like god of war and even until dawn things like that um there's just a lot of um last of us or and is that that might be on pc i'm not sure is that on pc
3: last of us no i don't
1: i don't think it is yeah and, it no. and even like uncharted all that stuff so those are those are exclusives to me. But then you get you get into things like timed exclusives. And to me, I don't really necessarily consider them exclusives. I kind of did for like Cuphead and things like that. But they usually if there's if it if it's a time exclusive for six months or a year, that to me, especially if it's a game I don't really care too much about, to me that's not what I consider an exclusive because it's coming out for the other platforms anyway. But if it's two years, three years, something like that, or if it's never really gonna come off off of the main system, maybe somewhere down the line. But in general, um, you know, when you think of God of War, you think of PlayStation Four. When you think of Super Mario, you think of Nintendo. Those aren't timed exclusives because maybe someday you could play them somewhere else or through ROMs. But yeah, essentially, those are exclusives, and that's that's what I'm looking for, and that's why I that's why I buy PlayStation, and that's why I buy Nintendo products because I like their exclusives better.
0: So to actually go along with your Cuphead uh, example, that one was not really announced for any other system for a while, and I believe that um, Microsoft had helped fund that game and help publish it. So it was really interesting that Microsoft was the company to actually come out and put their games on other consoles. So, you know, I had no idea that that game was going to come to Switch, but it's a game that I wanted to play really badly. Yeah. And to be honest if i got an xbox 1 it would have been for that game specifically
2: exclusivity is directly correlated with hardware sales like you have to have you have to have games that are exclusive to specific consoles in order to boost your sales it's also a marketing tactic um you know i mean just just watch the commercials when that when they announce a new game you know they usually say only on x platform um so yeah i mean they use that to their advantage that's again like i said that's something that's always that, that needs to exist that's just part you know that's just part of the industry
1: but there was even there was rumors swirling about xbox xbox live going onto to onto the switch that platform that service
0: so there was there's been some rumors that microsoft wants to put game pass on both the switch and playstation but it's not it's not Microsoft that's pushing back. It's Nintendo doesn't want Game Pass on the Switch because they're making money off the indie games that they sell in the eShop. And if they are just on Game Pass for Microsoft to sell, then Nintendo's not going to make money off that. And also, uh, if Sony were to put Game Pass on there, I'm sure they would lose uh, PSN sales for that. So that's probably why they don't do that.
1: In the long run, the long game, Microsoft's plan is really to just get the games played through their online platform. They don't care how you play it. Even they don't care if you play it on their console. Right now they do, so Halo is going to be exclusive to the Xbox. But eventually, I wouldn't be surprised if you could play that game on other platforms. Whether it's kind of like a Netflix model. It might not be on the PlayStation, it might not be on the Nintendo, but it might be everywhere else and they might not even make consoles.
3: Where Where else can it be other than App, the Xbox Apple TV
1: thing? Roku, all kinds of things there's there's a lot of places it could be
3: well on only, only stream, I could see that for streaming, but it's still under an Xbox. I think it's still considered an Xbox brand, right? It doesn't really matter how you play, which i which I agree with you, Chamster. It doesn't matter how you play, but it's it's still under their brand
1: it's still when exclusive, I when I go on, I go on I my pc,
3: I have to click on the Xbox. Link in order to right. play my game, but so that's still, the, that's software.
1: They're not hardware. That's their Xbox Live platform.
3: Well, it doesn't matter because to me, if there's an ex- PlayStation Link right on my PC, I still consider it PlayStation. Um, but if it was just, on a Mac, it doesn't matter. The exactly. Xbox that's also. I think we're we're kind of too. saying
1: the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I think we're kind of saying the same thing. I agree with that too. I just don't think that Xbox, as a company, cares as much about having designated hardware that's a console essentially is what i'm saying but well no but Mike, microsoft is, is a software company right so they,
2: for them it's selling selling a service it's not too much about the hardware but again like when they put out a new console they have to have exclusive games to boost their hardware sales even if the game becomes available you know two or three years down the road on a different system and that's fine because then they're selling the service. But initially, there has to be some sort of exclusivity so they can boost their hardware sales.
1: It's still exclusive to the Microsoft brand.
3: Right now, I consider Xbox or the Microsoft um, company as uh, hardware slash software. So I agree with you, Omi, and Samster, where you're both talking about the same company um nevertheless like they like you said they don't care where you get their game as long as you're within their subscription service or you use right. their hardware service and microsoft realized that they're not going to win over sony i think they realized that on the previous generation they're not going to win if they don't change their tactics so doing the subscription service is a great way of really making more revenue under the xbox brand and not and now xbox doesn't just mean console it means just the software so
1: which is why i could see halo on other hardware devices not made by microsoft which is essentially no what it's saying.
3: still the same thing they're not gonna jump and say okay let's say for instance uh they decide to do a, a streaming service and I'm able to play on my PC, it's still technically an Xbox service.
1: See, I, that's, see, not, I, I, I don't consider that an Xbox console. It might be the I Xbox. Never said,
3: I never said console. I said service.
1: Yeah, no, so I agree with you there. I just If we're talking about console exclusivity, I think the first one that would stop making consoles would be Microsoft, in my opinion. I think. Console, specifically designated for their games only.
3: I think Microsoft will always make a console but it may not like this, like they did. You've never seen one console, which is super powerful and another reduce in power, but still give you the same service. It just shows you how they're really focusing on the software aspects of it. Um, yeah. So it just shows you exactly where uh, Xbox is going. They It's, they it's will the not PC win. model.
1: It's the PC model. That's it basically what PC it is. It is the PC
3: model, exactly. And all they did was here's a PC and play our service. And that's all they did. PlayStation yeah. is doing the exact same thing, except they don't have an online service because they're not that great when it comes to software. And Microsoft already are positioned to do that. I, I can guarantee you they're going to launch a whole they, bunch of every Xbox, um, like OS. Before I don't think it came with the Xbox built in. Now it technically does. So for every for every OS that they're launching, it has an Xbox in it. So
0: Microsoft, they actually have a deal with Samsung to put the Game Pass app on new Samsung TVs. And president of Xbox, Phil Spencer, basically said in a few years, they want to have like a streaming stick that has Game Pass on it. That would just basically be like a Chromecast for that. And you just use Cloud.
2: Oh, that, that'll be made by Microsoft and they're just pushing their service because they're, they're, right. there will be revenue yep. behind that.
3: Exactly. As long as they make a revenue. And it's going to change the... The way that you think of console exclusive soon is just going to be Xbox exclusive.
1: Go way back to the original Xbox and you think of Splinter Cell. That game was on the Xbox, period. They made Microsoft made that hardware. That was their console. That was a game that was locked to that system. That's where you, I, I think I'm using it as an example. I could be wrong, but sure, sure, that's, sure. that's the only place you could really play it. Same with Halo. I don't even know when those games came into the PC. When did Halo or Splinter Cell eventually get uh, ported over to the PC?
3: I didn't even know I could play Splinter Cell on the PC.
1: I don't know if you can because I hate PCs. But oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, but that's that's, just, that's what I'm basically getting you at. See, is that, you
3: see that that the way that you say PC, I hate PCs. But what does PC stand for?
1: Personal computer.
3: Personal, a Mac exactly. PC. So in Mac, is it not a computer? But you see how they, they advertise, what you see doing. how they advertise PC, and I think, um, and to separate themselves, hey, I think hey, that's hey, kind hey, of what Microsoft is doing. Typical PC
2: fanboy. I think it's more of a, you know, Apple doesn't brand their things as computers. Um, you know, they have specific names for specific products, so I think that's where it came And it's all out. stupid.
3: It's yeah. just advertisement. <laughs> it, it, it's just, it is. It's just advertisement. I think going into the future, just going back to the Xbox, it's gonna it's gonna change in the way you think of exclusivity. It's gonna be just underneath that Xbox brand.
0: So Microsoft spent a bunch of money on all these studios. So they bought Bethesda, which do you really think the next Fallout, the next Elder Scrolls game? I don't think those are gonna be on PlayStation at all. I think those are gonna be Xbox exclusive, Xbox game pass exclusive whether or not game passes on playstation by then or not probably not but it would be as imamu was saying an xbox platform exclusive which is sort of redefining
3: the term of exclusives right but i see xbox allowing a few of those ips to go into playstation just to sell they couldn't care less right uh things yeah, that would not agree with be that. A, a huge uh a deal breaker and say whoa this game is on the playstation i'm just gonna buy the playstation they will have a ton of them they're gonna have like you said a skyrim or something like that That's xbox exclusive and then let a few other ips in out so that way playstation so they can still make some more revenue i can see xbox doing that because i think phil uh said the same thing at some point he said i'm not gonna you know, we're not buying all these studios to make them just exclusive. We're trying to create a whole system here um, to make more money, technically. So <laughs> look at Minecraft. That
0: was the very first Microsoft game to ever sell 1 million copies in Japan on the Switch.
1: Wow. That was That's already crazy. kind of platform agnostic anyway. So they kind of had to keep it that way if they wanted to make the money. But you know who's going to dominate Microsoft? Oh, in the uh, gaming gaming world. Apple. Stadia. Stadia's about dead. They're going to do it. They're going to make a huge comeback. They're going to start, they're going to um, have more first party studios over there at Google, and they're going to just go head to head. They just close all their first party studios and then they're going to hey. add more? <laughs> that's fake news. Oh, gosh. Just just trust their process. That's. that's
3: <laughs> I could guarantee you Google's just going to sell it again.
1: No, I know. not No, it's going to be Ouya. That's gonna. Be
3: the one. Uh, oh my gosh! I...
1: Tuya. number two. Yeah, tu-ya. <laughs> Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> I think I think Google's gonna sell Stadia either to Am. I think they might sell it to Amazon. I wouldn't be surprised. They could start their own. I, I know they have their own, but I'm just saying that you know some of the deals and other contracts they probably have with other developers and stuff like that is just gonna port right into the Amazon stream. It doesn't have strong
1: enough brand name yet, though. There's no reason to buy it, because they pretty much failed already. The strange thing is that they're they're actually
2: working on on, um, Stadia for Android. I guess they're releasing a new app, and they're working on voice chat as well. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it'll be a rebranding thing. They're probably trying to retool and change things around. I mean... I don't. It hasn't been successful. So I mean, if, if they really want to stick behind it, they they have to change
0: some things. To be honest, the only reason they, it seems like they actually did it was to test how powerful their servers are and kind of, you know, build that up because they're building up their cloud servers, of course. And it's really to just just to see, you know, what
3: they need to do to just continue to build those out. You're saying that now, now that was just a beta test, just to test their own stuff, and they couldn't care less about the gaming. That's
1: so how they were. Are with a lot of them pretty much,
3: yeah. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think.
2: I don't think it was that because I mean, if it was really a test, I mean, Microsoft. I mean, Google Cloud is is huge. Um, so I mean, if if they wanted to test it, I feel like they could have done it a different way without exposing themselves. Because I mean, if they open, if they do this beta testing and open it out to everyone, pretty much, then it can expose some things. I mean, I think they want to do that in house, or you know limit the amount of people that are actually um, you know, they're they're using to run the test. Um, so I, I mean I, I think they still believe in, um, in Stadia, but they definitely have to change some things.
3: You know what I'm predicting? I know it might be off, but Tesla might be a competitor. I wouldn't be surprised if they launched their own system or service because you see how many they love gaming. They, they add it to their cars and stuff like that. Well, they are a software
1: I, company, really.
3: Yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if they, because right now, um, the people who, if you could have your own uh, ISP built in, I think that's what will launch this new streaming service full on. Because right now, you're relying on, on all different I, ISPs, and some of them, they they might throttle you if you don't make deals oh, with them, Comcast and stuff like, <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> yeah exactly. so we all we are we all are experiencing horrible <laughs> things with our own ISPs, so um if you don't have like one system that that is uh, pretty much um even killed throughout your customers, so that way it's a lot easier to manage, it's a lot easier to support. Um, everybody's going to have very similar experience. It's very difficult to launch a streaming service. And I could see Tesla, since they're doing that, um, that uh, satellite internet for the whole world, and they said it's just going to get faster and faster as they launch more satellites in there, I would not be surprised if they launched their own streaming service.
1: Starlink. Starlink. Let's call it by its
3: name. Thank you. Starlink.
1: Well, I'm saying the, the whatever console, Tesla, Tesla box or whatever comes out, that's not going to happen for a long time if it happens at all. That's, I mean,
3: it, it could happen in five years. It could happen quite fast because all they have to do is make a deal with a failing streaming service such as Google's um, Stadia or maybe even Amazon system and just buy it for whatever. They have a lot of money.
0: <laughs> and, and and guess what and uh, ubisoft will send their games to any streaming service available for whatever price because whatever they're price, on right they're on luna they're on stadia they're on everything
2: they so. couldn't care less,
0: right <laughs> well the other the other thing is that like,
2: you, you guys can't forget that apple is working on a vehicle they're working on a car and you better believe that apple arcade will be there so oh yeah <laughs> oh
3: definitely so,
2: so, so Tesla, Tesla has to one up them. And I mean, they're, they're already building cars, so they're a step ahead. So yeah, I mean, if, if they want to include games, they, yeah, that's, that's definitely the way to go.
3: Um, have your own streaming service. It's crazy that they already have deals with NVIDIA, right? So it's been, yeah. with their, uh, new model threes, they're all going to have like, as fast as a GPU, as a PlayStation five, which is insane. So obviously they're sending a message stating that we are not too far away. And if, and to go even a step further, if they decide to launch a Tesla Council, I wouldn't be surprised that it sells out because so many – they have so many fan bases. It's kind of like – their fan base is huge. So I wouldn't even be surprised if they do that and then launch the, the um, Starlink service as a free thing if you, have the, if you have a monthly membership along with it, similar to how your ISPs are tying into uh, to a mobile service. You know, yep. they're really tying a lot of things in. And I would not be surprised if you see something like that in a few years. So remember, remember I said this, just put a pin in it.
1: <laughs> no, I, I think that's not a bad prediction. It's it's a bold prediction, but it's not, definitely not a bad one. If
2: Elon can sell um, exclusive tequila, I'm pretty sure he can sell a, a, a
0: console.
3: Come on. He's so he also <laughs> a flamethrower. Come on. Can I just get off
0: topic right quick? As far as like Tesla and that kind of stuff, I don't know if I would want to get a Tesla. I don't want a car that like the one company controls everything you can do on that. You know what I
1: mean? I want the Apple car. I'm waiting.
3: That's even worse. That's going to be the same thing.
0: No, it's going to be the It'll same thing. It'll be way. better. I don't like one company being in control of the entire car. I totally agree with you. So I yeah. don't know if I really can trust that, to be honest.
3: I, I agree with you, but I also think I also think that... Um, that's where it's, it's inevitable. Go. Yeah, exactly. it's inevitable.
2: You know, when I start, when I stopped, um, like wanting a Tesla, when they had the fires in, in California a few years ago, and they basically, um, increased the range from all the cars, um, remotely. So he basically was able to like increase the range for the majority of the cars.
3: I think that is inevitable. And I think right now it's the same thing as your console. I mean, there's no difference. Like your PlayStation five is always communicating with Sony on the cooling aspects if it crashed all That's those different. things are, are no your it's really not
2: no your your console doesn't drive you anywhere
3: what what does <laughs> it matter sure. if it drives you or not all i'm trying to say is
0: wait what console do you have come on really <laughs> yours doesn't drive you around
3: my, uh. PS,
0: my ps5 <laughs> I, I put my ps5 in my car put in the carpool lane because it just looks like it's another person it's so big
3: oh you don't you didn't buy that mannequin from tesla that's kind of why it did it. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, but Tesla mannequins get you out of danger. To, um,
0: sort, of get, to sort of get back to the, <laughs> our, main, our main topic here, PlayStation, obviously, console exclusives drive their business. Without the console exclusives, it would just basically be them and Microsoft with third-party games, which the PlayStation brand is obviously still strong, but it's probably because mostly of those console exclusives Same thing with Nintendo. They are basically a business because of their console exclusives. So obviously it's very important to the video game business, but I am intrigued to see what Microsoft does in being, you know, a platform rather than a specific, you know, exclusive console, that sort of thing. Right.
3: And I guess your original questions were, you know, is it anti-consumer or not?
2: It's definitely not
3: i i think it it is anti-consumer in the ways of um, like finance for the consumer yeah you don't really want to have to make that decision and then spend money on a console just because it has one or two games that you like i think that kind of sucks in a lot of ways but If you're really into that ecosystem, it kind of gives you bragging rights for the consumer. So you feel like, hey, you know, I'm playing Halo and you have the PlayStation 5 and you only can play Uncharted. You know, (laughs) I have this. You know, it kind of gives the consumer the the feel-good aspects of it. But financially, yeah, it's anti-consumer. I would love to... Uh, get a console and and if a game launches and it looks amazing, I won't feel down because it's on a different console. It'll just come right in after X amount of time. So I'm kind of like on the fence on, yeah, it's great to have console exclusives but I do love it when when eventually that game will come to my console. So a six month, maybe even a year out, I'll get it. Um, But when it stays in that console, mm, you know, I'm kind of like on the fence on that.
1: I got a better way to put it. So when I mentioned PC model, the PC model, a better way to put it might be the Windows model, because that's that's there's a lot of hardware that runs Windows, just like a lot of hardware will one run uh, Xbox Live, where they're you know support their games. So that might not necessarily be anti-consumer because you could play the games all over the place, all over the world on all kinds of devices. If you look at it like Word on a on a Windows machine. It's kind of almost the same model, which makes sense because it's Microsoft. So when we're talking exclusives for them, I still kind of think it's a little different than it would be when you talk about Nintendo. And as long as Nintendo stays around, it keeps doing what they're doing. It just keeps making incredible games and you can only play it with their hardware. I'm all in on Nintendo. So we'll see what happens. You're
3: all in on Nintendo, but technically that's anti-consumer. Because if I could play mario on my pc or on my playstation 5 technically i wouldn't have to buy a nintendo switch so that's what makes it anti-consumer but and but for the business it's a great model and i definitely want to want to support console companies you know the nintendo the microsoft and stuff like that so i'm on i'm on both sides i i get the reason for the evil that's well, it's not evil. Here's
1: why I think it's not anti-consumer, especially with Nintendo in that example, because they designed their first party games specifically for their hardware. It's optimized for what they know best, their hardware.
3: That's not true. Yes, it is. When you're able to play Mario on the Xbox Series X, are you saying that the Xbox cannot play a Mario game?
1: It can't play it in the way it's intended as well as it could on the Switch. Which tell me don't... what
3: what does it have that Nintendo? It cannot... would look
1: better on the Series X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> a good example would be some of the games developed for the Wii U, or a good example would be some of the games that come, came out on the N sixty four that were specifically geared for their analog stick and their Z button, Z targeting, for example. But we're talking about the hardware. Exactly. Hardware-wise,
2: the game would run better on on, on a Xbox
0: than it does in a, on a Nintendo console. Controllers are hardware. All games are developed on PCs, so technically they probably run best on PCs regardless.
1: And it also depends on what you mean by best. I'm talking about mechanics and things like that, and to me, a better experience with their hardware would be more because they could standardize it and they could just make it run better because they know what they're dealing with with the way the buttons are mapped and all, all of that stuff nintendo like 3ds for example no let's look at the ds two screens those games were specific to those screens try to give me a, a good ds game that was designed for their hardware with their two screens and run it on on like a, a pc or on a windows machine it's just not going to be the same
3: so you can't replicate you can't replicate split screen. On your TV, it's not going to be optimized. It's not
1: going to be optimized. I am a Nintendo <laughs> fanboy. I am a Nintendo fanboy. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was throwing jabs. <laughs> no, no, I'm a Nintendo fanboy, and I'm right. I have
0: to say. It would be more accessible and more consumer friendly if you allow games to be played on multiple platforms.
1: Eh, the experience isn't as good. That's what I'm talking about with consumer friendliness.
0: I'm. I'm not <laughs> saying that in a business sense, it doesn't make sense for them to make their own hardware and sell it. Nintendo has all this legacy content that is only on their platforms. If they wanted to be really consumer-friendly, they would allow that on other platforms. But in a business sense, it makes sense for them to keep everything on their own system. It's going to
1: crash all the time if it's on a PC anyway, so that's part of the problem. (laughs) Basically,
0: the point we're making is, technically, it could be considered anti-consumer to not release software on multiple platforms however when you look at it from the business side it definitely makes sense for nintendo and sony to keep all their first party stuff on
3: their own systems so anti-consumer to me would be the playstation 5 controller not working on that playstation 4 Um, To me, the fact that the PlayStation 5 controller works on the PS3, which means that they deliberately disabled or didn't even try to have it work on the PS4. I get the reason because they want to sell more PS5s because the PlayStation Rumble feature and all that cool feature that's on there, they really want to have you switch over to this new environment. I get it. But is it anti-consumer? Yes, it is. Do I understand why? Yes, I do. So it's kind of like clear-cut like that for me.
2: Forget about the consoles for a second, and let's just 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 compare it to something else. Look at Apple. They released two phones. One had a great camera, and one has. A camera that's got all, almost all the features that the one that's great has, but it's lacking something. The reason, the reason why they differentiate it is because they want people to buy. Yeah, more but expensive. that's
1: within the same company. You're talking about. So, what about the? So, is it anti-consumer if PlayStation doesn't allow the uh, PS5 controller to work on Windows because they can't optimize that experience? They can't control it. It could be bad for but them. It
3: does. It does work on Windows,
1: but I'm guarantee you, it's not as plug and play friendly.
3: No, definitely it's not.
1: Uh, I mean, it's not for
2: them to optimize it because at the end of the day, that's not their software. I mean, th- the fact that they're making it work is good. They don't need to optimize it because they're going too far
3: out. That's not. I can agree to disagree. What about that, Shamster? We're good?
1: We'd have to look at everything case by case, but sure. Okay, good. All day, all night.
2: Oh, okay. I'm leaving. All right. <laughs> later, bro.
0: <laughs>
3: See right, you yeah. guys. Salut. Later. (laughs) Bye, bro.
0: Now on to the Boss Bits. Boss Bits. So this week for me, I got very hyped on Resident Evil, basically playing the Maiden demo. And, you know, I'm just very hyped for that game. And I've been grabbing some Resident Evil games. However, I have not been playing them because I had vowed to finish Ghost of Tsushima before... I get into the Resident Evil games. So right now I have Resident Evil 2 installed on my PlayStation 5, ready to go. The game that came out in, uh, I believe, 2018 or 2019, the remake. Did you get the digital or the physical version? I got the physical version on eBay. I think it was like... Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah, Yeah, 17 bucks or something like that. So I have that ready to go. I also ordered Resident Evil 6 because... I had thought about getting the triple pack four, five, and six on the P on PSN, because that was only $20, but I already have four on the PS4 right now. And I, you know, to be honest, I just wanted to have all the games in a row on my shelf on the PS4. And I think that's going to look phenomenal. So uh, I just decided that I'm going to slowly start adding the games in there to add to the shelf. So rather than spending the money on the digital version, uh i'm gonna go for the, the look on the shelf over that <laughs> <laughs> the look <on> the shelf. <laughs> i hear
1: that how long is ghost of tsushima because you've been playing that for a while now how many hours yeah. in are
0: you uh so i checked it i think i'm around 60 hours and i'm wow i'm very close to finishing it and basically i will uh i'm I think at the last mission or near the last one, there are some other things that I need to do still as far as exploring the terrain. I like finding all of the uh, undiscovered locations. That's actually like my favorite thing to do in that game uh, is to just kind of explore the whole terrain and everything, and I, I really enjoy that. But that I'm hoping to finish up this weekend so I can start getting into the Resident Evil games that I have ready to go. You're
1: going so hard on those. It's It's actually kind of funny. I've been on a kick too, and I and I'm too I'm too scared to even play the games, but I'm trying to get over my fear. I'm only bringing this up because you mentioned the ones that you're trying to get. I was I almost got um part three, the remake uh, the other day, the Steel Book, but then I didn't know this. Did you know the game is only about six hours long? Yeah, the same thing uh, The
0: same thing is with Resident Evil 2. They're actually really short games. I, I'm still aware that they're short. That's why I wanted to really go and go hard into Ghost Tsushima and kind of finish that up, because I know the next games that I'm going to be approaching are shorter. So I'm fine with that, because I didn't pay full price for the game. And whenever I pick up 3, I'm definitely not going to pay full price for that. So
1: uh, I'm fine with that. For the Steelbook version, it costs a little more. And that's the one I was looking at, but I didn't want to spend the extra money for a six-hour game. But Resident yeah. Evil 3 is the one I know the least about. That's why I'm actually kind of excited about it, because I haven't played it. But that's also why I didn't know it was only six hours. Uh, so I did get another pickup this past
0: week, which was Zombie U on the Wii U. Now, I haven't played it, but uh, you know, since we were talking about the Wii U the other week, I have been really trying to... Get any Wii U exclusive games that are out and just sort of add them to the collection. So it sounds
1: like you're trying to get any horror game you can that's out. You I mean, yeah, Dying, Light. <laughs> Dying Lights next.
0: No, I mean, I, to be honest, I'm really focused on just getting Resident Evil specifically. But the Zombie U one was more or less for the Wii U because no, that's a good
1: game for five bucks. You paid five bucks for that, that's, yeah, five bucks. So I couldn't pass that deal up. That's I have that game. And that's the, that's one that actually utilizes the hardware. And it was initially an exclusive for a while too, but then the Wii U died or didn't die, but it didn't do well. And they eventually brought it to, to the other systems, but it was really designed for the Wii U and to utilize that, that second Yeah.
0: That's what I'm excited for that game about because it actually uses a second screen. And while the game itself is technically not exclusive to the Wii U, I would argue that the actual gameplay is exclusive to the Wii U. So it still could be considered an exclusive in some way.
1: And it was for a while. So it's sort of like a time time exclusive, but I don't think it was planned. And yeah, it it's not a bad game at all for five bucks. And that's the system that it was designed for initially so yeah it's, it's going to be fun it's a fun play it's not a bad game at all well it's called zombie u and for them to release it on like the ps4
0: is kind of weird considering it has a u in the name of it well they well they didn't they take the u out they just call it zombie or something i'm not sure i think it's still called zombie u i, could I don't be wrong. think it is
1: no i'm going to look it up keep going but i'm going to look that up i'll, I'll chime in with a report no we'll just wait okay so I, I don't I don't I don't wanna,
0: I don't want to have to do the rewind thing
1: yeah it's just called zombie zombie well actually that's a different game zombie ps4 uh (laughs) zombie
0: ps4 (laughs)
1: yeah it's it's called zombie they just took off the z-o-m-b-i yeah it's got the same cover and everything well there you have it reviews aren't as good as it is as they are for the uh, wii u version though
0: yeah i still haven't played it but you know have it now so i can play it really whenever so excited to grab that to be honest because you know you love horror no, it's more about the Wii U, to be honest. I just love
1: having Wii U games. I'm still trying to figure out which Wii U games I want to pick up because I have a lot of the good ones. But that Fatal Frame game is a good horror game that you could you could try. But there's no physical version, so well, there is, but I think you have to import it. It probably won't work, right?
0: Uh, you can mod the Wii U, and I think have it work with uh, other. Uh, regions, but I'm not really... I haven't tested that out, necessarily.
1: If you start modding your system so you can play horror games on your Wii U, then you, you officially went full horror. Yeah. No, I'm definitely
0: not doing that. <laughs> but, uh... So the last game that I played this week was I downloaded Destruction All-Stars from the PS Plus collection.
3: What did you think?
0: Well... I mean, I'm not super into online games necessarily. It was fun. It was fun for what it was. And uh, basically there were two modes that I played. So there's four modes total. But the two modes that I played was one called Mayhem, which is basically kind of a free for all. And the way that Destruction All-Stars works is it's actually the cars are meant to be disposable. So you kind of run around and jump into the different cars and try and cause as much damage as possible so in that aspect is actually super fun um it's just getting the timing because when you actually hit the car you use the right joystick to try and like go in the direction to actually hit the users but you know it was actually pretty fun but in general i'm not super into online games that much so Uh, if i'm playing online i usually just would rather play with my friends versus just playing with random people online and one of the modes was kind of like a one ko because in the mayhem mode you can actually get ko'd multiple times and kind of just keep regenerating but the other mode that i played it was kind of you go into it and if you get knocked out you're done and that one um so i wasn't wearing my headset while i was playing online and all Basically, all the voice chat was coming through the DualSense itself. And that was kind of weird to me because just hearing everyone's voice in there, uh, in there was it was pretty weird. But really the thing that I wanted to see with this game was how the DualSense was used. And, you know, it worked really well because basically when you're running around, you hear on the speaker and you can feel the haptics moving around. So similar That's to... Cool astro's playroom when you're kind of running around on a glass surface you can kind of hear it you know and and feel it a little bit it also used the adaptive triggers in actually a pretty cool ways so when you first get into your car both triggers are you know have tension against it and then when you hit the accelerator uh it'll kind of loosen up and then if you want to go in reverse the other trigger has tension against it and then when you loosen that up you can kind of go in reverse and in that way uh and then one final thing that i noticed with the adaptive triggers is i lost a tire on it and then you're driving around on three wheels and you can kind of feel the uh the adaptive trigger twitch a little bit no way kind of like you know if you were to use a semi-automatic weapon in a game where it would like it where it would like kind of trick i would consider it Similar to like when I was playing Watch Dogs Legion, if you're using a semi-automatic weapon, the adaptive trigger will kind of twitch, go kind of thing. It did that when you were missing a tire, which was a super cool effect. Oh, okay. Destruction All-Stars is not like a crazy revolutionary game, but for what it is, it's pretty fun. And I probably will jump into it a little bit more just because there aren't any exclusive ps5 games that are really you know that i'm that interested in and since this one came with ps plus i'll probably jump into it a little bit more but it's pretty generic and it's kind of got like that fortnite-esque
1: free-to-play vibe
0: yeah so in that aspect it's just okay but you know i'm just excited to see how the dual sense is used and the mayhem mode is pretty fun driving around it does remind me a little bit of Rocket League. That's kind of what it
3: reminded me of. I,
1: ne- I never liked that game.
0: Oh, that's like my favorite online game of all time. So if I can really? kind of get, oh yeah, without a doubt, I love Rocket League. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> if I can kind of get into it a little bit more, if I can get the timing down a little bit better, I think I might play a little bit more of it. But for the most part, I was just playing it to see how the Dual DualSense u- was used. and I mean, it uses it very well, so definitely recommend at least test it out.
1: I haven't checked it out yet, but I might just because of what you're saying with the uh, haptic feedback.
0: Yeah, I would definitely try it out, specifically even for using the adaptive triggers, because that's a really cool feature of the PS5 uh, that you can try out. So, Imamu, what do you have for the boss bits this week?
3: So I've been playing a little bit of Street of Rage. Um, It was on the Xbox. Lots of fun. I Definitely got to pick up my son upstairs. Oh, part and, uh, four,
1: Streets Ridge four. Yes. Yeah, I, I beat that.
3: With my. daughter. And it's so much fun. It's just fun. uh, yeah. The the gameplay is definitely top notch. It reminds me of uh, kind of reminds me of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a little bit.
1: The soundtrack's good, right?
3: Yeah, it's really cool. Um, uh, the vibration is pretty good on the controller. Um, everything about it is just fun. So uh, it's only a two player game, right? I haven't.
1: No, it's actually more because I played it at a Pax East. We accidentally jumped in front of the entire line, and they didn't even realize it. We were just standing there watching people play it. They got up and left. We sat down. We started playing at four player. This was this was before it came out. This was uh, Pax East last year, and all of a sudden, we played for like five minutes. Someone came and tapped us on the shoulder, tapped some of us on the shoulder, and we're like, "Did you wait in line?" And they pointed to this huge line. We're like, we just all started laughing because we honestly didn't know. We were just standing there watching people play, and they left, and they handed us the controllers, and we started playing. But um, yeah, wow. it's, for, it's for a player. Gotcha.
3: Yeah, and I've also uh, made my decision on the um, Switch gamepad controller. Ooh, I
1: want to know this. What what do you got?
3: Uh, it's a little bit different, but uh, I definitely, I got the TNS um, 1925 2 S Switch grip. Um, it slides in versus the Joy-Cons clipping on. From each side,
0: and it has rumble.
3: It has rumble. It has, yeah. It has all the features that I technically want, and uh, the reviews were pretty good. And I realized that I'm gonna play my Switch more off out of the dock than on the dock. Um, So, and if I needed to use uh, another controller while it's on the dock, I already have that controller that you recommended me, and I purchased two of those um cause so i think i'll be fine with with it just sliding in that's all and you need when, that's really all i need and the cool thing that i like about this one is that uh it has the usb charging on the bottom and it charges the switch automatically because the, the controllers don't have batteries in it so it's not like one of those does this so, does
1: it fit in the dock as is or probably not right? like it no would. it does
3: not it does not but you
1: can still charge it so that's cool one thing right. I didn't mention last week when we talked about this is with the Hori controllers, you can still dock it. I don't think I mentioned that. But but still, this looks like a good choice.
3: Yeah, I looked at the, the Hori, and I looked at the price. For the features that it doesn't give you, is kind of ridiculous.
1: The um, Rumble is really what you wanted, right? It sounds like.
3: The, Rumble's pretty, the Rumble and the Gyro is is technically are the two features that I really wanted. The Amiibo thing, I couldn't care less about that. Um, if I need it, I will just use a external controller and then whatever. You use Joy-Con for that if you do
0: need it, but probably
3: not. Probably not. How much did you pay for it? Uh, forty two ninety nine, so forty three dollars, and I had um a twenty dollar gift card, so it came up to twenty.
1: Maybe I'll sell my Horis and get one of these bad boys.
3: Uh, I'll let well I'll let you know um how it turns out next week. Yeah, because
1: I kept the box and everything just in case. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so since
0: Shamser won't be here next week, we'll have to listen to the episode to find out the review of this.
1: Yeah, Uh, I'll be be on my adventure seeking out an old CRT TV that used to be mine. Well, it still is mine, (laughs) but I haven't had it in my possession for a long time, but I'll be picking that up, and I'll report back on that.
0: Nice. This thing does look pretty cool. The only thing that kind of concerns me is that D-pad kind of looks suspect, so I'd be interested to see. The one on the right? Uh, on the left.
3: On the left, okay.
1: Well, that's that's the only D-pad on there. But yeah, so let us know how that D-pad is. D-pad and... Joysticks look fine. Those look like... That, do you know the battery life? There's no battery life. Oh, actually, which... yeah, that's cool because it goes right... Yeah, it's just the switch. Yeah, I like this.
3: Right. and I, And I think that while you're playing it, you could just plug it in and just from the bottom, which is great. I hate it when they put power stuff on the top and it kind of like dangles down. I do like the fact that you're able to pop out um, the right thumbstick and use a, a higher one or a lower one.
1: Yeah, this this is cool.
3: Yeah, and it wasn't too expensive. And the buttons are bigger because of my big hands. I tend to uh, the switch one. I, I just can't for the life of me. I thought
1: your hands were extra medium.
3: No, it's medium. Um, <laughs> like <yeah>. Extra medium?
1: <laughs> I, I will say, whoever...
0: Uh, or wherever you got your specific switch from, must have been pretty dope experience, to be honest. So. <laughs> <laughs> totally, you're a lifesaver as always, Mr. Cos. So I, I I don't know if Shamster knows this story, but uh, let's let's just tell it pretty quick because uh, sure. Imamu and I worked together, and he was uh, you know we were talking about the switch. We talk about video games all the time, and he had mentioned that he was you know, potentially looking for a Switch or, you know, wanted to get one when they announced a new battery for that. So I was like, you know, this was the time when the Switch was about to do a refresh and they did actually add a new battery to it. But I was at Target one day and there was a Switch there for, I want to say it was $200 because it was a return and the box was all messed up. And I called him up. I'm like, dude, I'm about to buy this Switch. Do you want it? And basically, I left the store, went to my car, and I walked back in because I was like, well, whatever, I'm buying it and I'm going to keep it for me. But then Imamu called me right at that point. He's like, yo, get that (laughs) for me right now. And I was like, all right, cool. And he was actually on vacation and came to the office the next day to pick it up. (laughs) <laughs> with the cash in hand so yep i was not playing around because that was an amazing deal that was like a once in a life i've never seen that in my life and i was i wasn't even in, at a target near where i live i think i was there looking at games because i think i saw something in stock and i was just like okay well let me see what they got and i have never seen anything like that in my life
3: and it was a retail and it was Technically brand new. Yeah. Not a scratch of the screen.
1: Nothing. My once in a lifetime uh switch pickup was at a at a local Goodwill. And I was just strolling strolling oh, that's through. This is a good
0: one. This is a good one. Yeah,
1: I'm looking around. I always looking there. I always I found a lot of good deals. I'll bring some of those up later, but I'll just get right to the point. I found a basically brand new switch pro controller for ten bucks. <laughs> and I and, wow. and 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 next to that was an original yeah original smash brothers controller for the gamecube (laughs)
3: so i sold
1: that one i got like 90 bucks for that because i didn't really care about that but i kept the switch one and it's it's great it's fine 10 bucks that is awesome and you never you never see stuff like that at goodwill Nah, nah, you don't if you look at it combined it's at least a total of about even if you go by the original price for the gamecube controller let's just call it 50 bucks for that and 60 bucks for the switch that's 110, but really I got 90 for the uh, the GameCube controller and the Pro controllers are really like 70. So really I got $160 worth of controllers for 20 bucks. That's basically fun, in great condition. Yeah, awesome. Even the GameCube one was in excellent condition.
3: Mm-mm-mm. That's just a lucky day.
1: Yeah, you don't get those too often, but you'll take it when you do.
3: I bet you that person just – they probably just put it on on the shelves the second you walked in because I'm sure if someone else oh, exactly. walked in, yep. it would have been. Well,
1: gone. you know, it's funny. When I was in there looking around, I honestly didn't see that stuff at first, and I went back and did a double check because that's typically what I do because it's goodwill. It's scattered stuff, at least this one. Stuff scattered all over the place, and I found it at the very end when I did my double check. So there it was. Wow. Grabbed them both. Like, boom. 20 bucks here you go. Thank you very much.
3: Was it in a display case? Because sometimes... They yeah, it
1: was, but it on. was in the back. And it was like... Right. So I actually had to go behind the display case to find it. So I... And I don't care. I went in an area basically where people probably typically don't go. That's probably why I saw it. It was just like behind the display case, like where you would go to open the display case to put the stuff in. I basically went back there, but it was off to the side. It wasn't like near register or anything like that. But I I got lucky and I'm glad I did that double check. But that's why I always do those because I always... That's when you find the hard stuff. The hard stuff to find when you is, is when you go back and double check. We could have a whole show on
3: that. Did I ever tell you? Um, just a few days before Christmas, it was very difficult to find a Wii U, and I went to a pawn shop, and um, it was in the display case, and I I was just looking at it. I'm like, is that a Wii U? How much did you pay for it? Oh my goodness! It was less than a hundred dollars. <laughs> um, at the time, it was like. It was like 250 or something like that. That
0: was the current Nintendo console, too, then, too, right? That was
3: the current, yeah. It was like walking in there and finding a Switch.
1: That's how <laughs> rare it was. Yeah, because even the gamepads cost 100 bucks by themselves, used now. Yeah.
3: So the guy, I saw the case there, and I spoke to the guy. I'm like, um, does this work? He said, yeah, yeah. We usually do tests. I asked him to turn it on. He turned it on. And I said, well... I don't know if I want to buy this thing or not, because um, I think they had it there for one fifty. I'm like, ah, oh, what about ninety? How about you know, if I give you I this just,
1: gold chain? Uh,
3: in a no, chain I didn't give him that anything. in my truck. And uh, he was just like, I can't do ninety, but if you're gonna do cash, I'll take a hundred. Just, just take it. I was like, for real? I was, it's, it's a
1: failed system anyway. Just take it. And get out of here.
3: Yeah. So he put it in a box for me, and it had, and he went underneath, and he had like the controllers and everything. I was just like, whoa, I didn't even know that it was a full-on system. And the case was just a little bit uh, dinged up a little bit. And I went home, brought it upstairs, wrapped it up, put it underneath the tree. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> call it the day. And my kids um uh, on Christmas, they looked at it. This just was like, Dad, where did you get this thing from? The box is all beat up. You should return <laughs> it right now. And I'm Don't like, shut up, it. kids, it works. Like <laughs>
1: Did you give them any games? <laughs> this, this is Dim Chappelle. <laughs>
3: yeah. Shut <laughs> up, kids. <laughs> like, shut up, kids. Did
1: they get any games with it? Or did did you did it come with any?
3: Yeah, it did come with um oh man. I totally forget what game it came with. Well, it didn't come with the game. I ordered it through, um, I think, through Amazon, and it came the day of Christmas. But I forget what game it, it came was. on Christmas Day. Yeah, I it's, was lucky. That's Amazon lucky. <laughs> yeah, I was super
1: lucky. That was Santa, actually. Yeah, that was uh, Santa's on.
3: Man, I, I totally forget what game it was because we end up, we all end up playing it in the living room. But did a totally uh, new
0: Super Mario Bros. EU?
3: Um, you know what? I think it was, um, I think it was the um, Nintendo oh, the Land? Mario Kart, the Mario, oh, Kart. Mario Kart 8, yeah, yeah, that's the best what Best we selling playing. Switch game, yeah, there you go. And then, <laughs> probably the best selling
1: game, too. I think it is, and then yeah. afterwards, oh.
3: we we purchased um, Splatoon and we fell in love with it.
0: Shamster, what
1: do you got for the boss bits tonight? Um. I'll go through a few of these quick because I didn't I didn't really, none of these are real elaborate. Like, for example, I started controlling the PS5, good game, but I didn't really get that far. I just wanted to check it out. I don't know if I'm feeling that game. It's a little confusing, but I'll, I'll definitely check it out. It's cool. I still want a true PS5 game, but it looks pretty good, especially in the, uh, perfor- not the performance mode, the, uh, what's it called? The visual mode. I watched the digital foundry video on that
0: and you definitely want to do it in the Fidelity mode, which That's has doing, yeah. it's 30 frames per second, but has all the ray tracing involved in it. And yep.
1: I'm I'm gonna play that game at some point because I have it claimed, but the controls are a little loose. Like I didn't know she would be running around that that fast. It's kind of hard to explain. It's a little loose, kind of sensitive controls. I but it's good. It's definitely and I could tweak a lot of that stuff. The reason I didn't play too much is because I kept spending most of my time walking around and switching back and forth between the performance mode and the, uh, you know, the fidelity mode and the visual mode to see what the differences were. And I definitely noticed the difference with the shadows and the lighting and the ray tracing and things like that. Some parts you can't tell, but it looks better um, with the ray tracing so the video that i watched on that it basically
0: had compared the pc version also to the ps5 version and basically the ray tracing was very similar except that the ps5 version was showing a lower resolution for the shadows or the reflections in the ray tracing otherwise they had gave it uh, basically glowing reviews and said it worked really well but obviously compared to pc it's still a little bit lacking because there are some GPUs that can allow for higher levels of retracing.
1: It's not very consumer friendly. Um, (laughs) God of War cloud saves. (laughs) I wanted to bring that up. (laughs) I wanted to bring up. All right. Here's the thing. I got, I I got the, I did the update for God of War and I have a cloud save from my PS4. I can't get the thing to load. I don't know why. And it looks like a lot of people were having that issue a while ago. It's the, there's some issues with cloud saves and uh, some of the PS4, PS5 cross compatibility. But I have got a war. It is loaded. I started the game. And the only thing I can do is either um, go to the option screen or or start a new game. I can't. And I even copied it directly from the cloud. I checked the PS5 cloud saves. I checked the PS4 cloud saves, which is where it was because it's a PS4 game. I downloaded it. It's definitely on my machine. So I I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try I re, I turned my machine off, the PS5, and I'm gonna I haven't started it back up. Hopefully that does something. Maybe clear some sort of cache or something. I don't know. But I also uh, still need to run the latest update because I turn auto updates off. So that might do it. I'm not too worried about it. I don't care that much. I'm definitely not gonna start the game over.
0: There actually was a PS5 update that happened the other day and I do have automatic updates on because the loading is fast enough with the NVMe drive to where if I do have to restart a game, it doesn't take that long. So I'm fine with auto updates and there actually was an auto update earlier in the week that uh, occurred for PS5 for cloud saves. Did it fix any of the cloud save issues? I'm not sure about the cloud saves, but for those that aren't aware, there was a PS5 patch released for God of War, which added 60 frames per second mode. It added checkerboarding uh, 2160p resolution, aka 4K. But it didn't have native 4K, which is kind of unfortunate. But, you know, I haven't tested this out. I'm not sure if I really will because... You already beat it. Yeah, I already beat God of War, and to be honest, I just want to jump into the next game because I don't really want to get into it. Imam, knows what I'm talking about, right? In regards to the the like the map, aka there's like stuff on the map that you still can't go to because they built it out for that game. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I don't want to get into. I'm probably not going to jump back into that, but in regards to Ragnarok, I'm definitely excited when that comes out.
1: I don't know. I just want a PS a true PS5 game at this point. Like we're getting all these. I, I like... know.
3: I know. I, 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 I don't feel your pain, but I, I hear what you're saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, <And> God, God <laughs> it got it got Your game too, so I'm sure when that comes out and you got the PS5 and you load it up, it'll it's gonna look incredible because it already yeah, looks great I mean, the way it is. I'll on pick
3: the PS5. up the PS5 in 2022. Um, you know, when, once PlayStation catch when, when they're up
1: back in stock, game. you can but actually... wait.
3: But wait, uh, isn't next month?
0: when the ps5 pro is coming out so yeah i pre-ordered my if, 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 <laughs> if they can't even get ps5s out how are they going to get the ps5 pro out well, that's
1: why they can't get the ps5s out because the <laughs> ps5 pros is it's taking up all their priority uh distribution right
0: now so actually no in that regard i'm actually super excited to have a ps5 because that system will be much more rare than the ps5 pro because that came out four months after the original ps5 so It'll be more rare, but
1: it'll be a lot weaker.
3: Well, my luck, I'll just walk lot. into Walmart and just pick up um, a PlayStation Five Pro out of nowhere, just because. You Go know, to the pawn shop. It.
1: Go to the pawn shop. Yeah, the pawn, pawn shop's here. gonna have it for the pawn
3: shop. Will <laughs> definitely have it. You know, that's where I get all my consoles. Um, the the exclusives.
1: A couple other things I'll bring up because they're super quick. Uh, one thing I found that actually I, I was kind of excited about. So, I got a new iPhone, and I got the uh, the three free months of Apple Arcade. So I was looking through the games to see what uh, you know, and to see how some of the stuff looks on my new my new iPhone. And I found a Little Nightmares comic app. <laughs> and you know how I feel about Little Nightmares. It's a great game. And so I'm excited about that. It's actually uh, designed really, really well. It's super cool. You have to kind of scroll. you kind of sc- it's like an endless scroll where it's just each each screen is like a different comic.. Uh, strip that all combined tells a story and there's good audio with it and the art art design is amazing so i'm super excited it's not really a game but i'm excited because it's going to give me information on the lore of the game because the game when you play the original little nightmares it leaves you with a lot of questions and there's some dlc and then there's a, a game uh called um i think it's called very little nightmares it's it's an actual game that's an app on uh that you could download on on uh, you know like uh on your iphone and I don't know if it's on Android or not, but um, I finally figured out the genre of that game. I couldn't really explain before, or I couldn't really uh, figure out how to explain it before, like what type of game it is, because it's kind of a side scroller, but it's not really. It's uh, an escape room genre game. That's uh, and I I read that on one of the um, somewhere in one of the detailed descriptions for either the app or or one of the actually for the uh, very little nightmares game. So escape room genre is what that game is. So that's a that's a great way to describe it. You're trying to escape through each area by completing puzzles, essentially.
0: Well, if Little Nightmares is really that good of a game, I'll probably wait for a Little Nightmares one and two combo pack. Yeah, I was hoping they grab would grab it that. at that point.
1: Uh well you're a you're a huge uh horror fan now, so you might you might want to grab it for sure. I have to. Yeah, you pretty much have to get the whole all of them. Get the they call me. The they comment. call me horror cause. <laughs> um and then two other quick things I'll mention, and this is more for cost, Game Boy Advance. You know I have a couple of those, and I'm going to mod one. I picked up a, an original Game Boy Advance case, the the original old school one, for the original Game Boy Advance. Got that the on eBay. No, no, case. Zipper case. Oh, okay. Storage case. Cheap, though. Original. Nintendo case. I like getting the original first-party cases for my handheld consoles. Because I like to keep them in there, sometimes it makes it seem more. You know, I feel more secure; like they're more secure. And um, plus, they were designed to fit those devices. And I don't remember if I mentioned this last week or not. But the last thing I might have mentioned this, but I ended up ordering Rambo Three and the Light uh, Sega Light Phaser. They actually came in, so I have those. Both came in great condition. Um, so when I get to CRT TV, I'm definitely going to hook those up. And uh, but yeah, they they arrived in the mail, so that's why I'm bringing them up now. I just got them. Um, I inspected them and everything and they look good so um, I'm pumped. That's for the Sega Master System
0: Thank you for listening to The Boss Room I'm your host Alex Kaz Thank you to my co-host Shamster
1: (laughs) Boom
0: Thank you Imamu All day All night And of course thank you to Omi you can find us on Twitter at the underscore bossroom, and you can find us on our YouTube channel by searching the boss room. Yeah. Yeah.